The following is a hoop bowl presentation. Plays it into Trey. Two seconds wide. Trey Slaughter. that is taking flight we cover everything regarding the Atlanta Hawks. I'm your host, Brad Harden, recording live from Atlanta, Georgia, and I'm recording this on Tuesday, October 12th, and I have been extremely busy with school as I just finished finals last week, and you know your boy got straight A's again, so again, I'm putting in work in the classroom on that front, but I'm also keeping an eye out on Hawks preseason. And before I talk about Hawks preseason, I want to give a quick congratulations to the Atlanta Braves moving on to the National League Championship Series where they'll take on either the San Francisco Giants or the Los Angeles Dodgers. And as a Cardinal fan, St. Louis Cardinals fan, I enjoy watching the Milwaukee Brewers lose. So, that brought me some joy watching them lose in grand fashion to the Braves here in Atlanta. So great series. I'm looking forward to that one. But back to basketball. Since the last time I recorded, the Hawks are one and one in the preseason. They dropped their contest to the Cleveland Cavaliers here in Atlanta, 99 to 96. Really good game down the stretch there. And then they would go on the road and beat the Memphis Grizzlies 91-87, flipping the script from the Cavaliers game. Good game down the stretch where the Hawks came out on top. Hawks' last preseason game is against the Miami Heat, who they got routed by in the MIAO last Monday night. And they're going to get a chance for revenge in what Nate McMillan is calling a dress rehearsal game for the Atlanta Hawks. Again, it's preseason. I get it. But preseason gets fans excited for the regular season. And with the Hawks roster dealing with so many injuries right now, it's given others opportunities to showcase what they've worked on this offseason and to showcase their potential as far as NBA players. We're going to talk about, in particular, one player that has Generated a lot of buzz on social media for the Atlanta Hawks. So this episode is, we're going to talk about those players who have played in the preseason. Any questions or conversations that have come up online about this Hawks team. And again, we will not know anything about this Hawks roster as far as lineups and rotations go. But we're hoping to get at least a peek at what it potentially will be on Thursday as far as who's going to start, who's going to play, what are the rotations, what are the minutes. And we're not going to know who's healthy for that game, likely until tomorrow when the injury report comes out. And then obviously Thursday when they do play is when we're going to know who for sure is in and who is out. And this episode will already will be released 
by the time that happens. So we are hoping to see as many Hawks on the floor as possible on Thursday versus Miami and to get a sense of the lineups to start the year, which are going to be a work in progress probably for the first month, month and a half of the season as people continue to get healthy and in shape. But that is for Nate McMillan and the staff to figure out. And we're going to talk about the players who are playing in preseason after this plug for my bookie. If you like losing money, turn this off right now. But if you love free band, free bands, just like Super Future, then keep listening. Sports betting is getting huge across the nation, and all of my homies love to bet on games. There are a bunch of sites out there for sports betting, but all of my homies love my bookie. Why? Because it's so easy to use. And since y'all my homies too, I'm going to plug you. All my homies listening right now can sign up for my bookie with the promo code HOOPBALL to unlock a 100% deposit match bonus. 100%. Just like an A-plus in school. Hopefully you got them, but if not, this your chance to get 100%. You like playing blackjack? There are some very fun and free blackjack tournaments, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. There is so much that you can do on my bookie, and the best thing is, is that no cash is required to enter, and you can win up to $100 in daily challenges and up to $1,000 in weekly tournaments. So you want a chance at free cash money? Then again, my homies, sign up with the promo code HOOPBALL to unlock a 100% deposit match bonus and try to score some in the words of future, like I said earlier, free band, free band. All right, we are back. Again, I'm not going to talk about game to game per se here in the preseason, but I'm going to talk about the conversations that have been taking place on social media regarding Hawks players and how they have looked in the preseason thus far. And I'm going to start off with a player that many Hawks fans have been impressed with. And so have I, rightfully so. Sharif Cooper, the hometown product, hailing from suburban Atlanta. I was hyped when we got him at 48th overall in the draft. And I was like, thank you to everybody else before who have passed on him to get down to 48 in the NBA draft in the second round because he was a first-round talent. But there was a small sample size of games that he played in in college. But one thing was evident in that small sample size is that the guy is a gamer. Can ball, hooper, whatever you want to call it, he's got that it factor. He does. And we have seen that in the preseason with him making plays in all three preseason games. It started off with him throwing it off the backboard to Jalen Johnson for a dunk in the first game versus Miami. Second game, down the stretch, he was pivotal in trying to get the Hawks over the hump, but they fell short to the Cleveland Cavaliers. And then in the third game, he was big down the stretch and helped them beat the Memphis Grizzlies on the road. They were down by 10, and he was instrumental in that comeback win Versus the Grizzlies a few nights ago on Saturday. And Sarah Spencer of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution wrote a great article about the Hawks. But highlighting Sharif Cooper himself. Where Nate McMillan talked to her about how he's been really impressed with 
Cooper's energy, his scrappiness, and how he has stepped up with the Hawks being thin at the point guard position here in the preseason at times with Trey Young being out, DeLon Wright tweaking his right ankle and missing the last game, Herter and Bogey splitting the ball handling point guard responsibilities last game before Cooper came in late in the game. And Herter didn't look bad. I will say that. I'm going to talk about that a little bit later in the program. But Cooper ended that Grizzlies game scoring 10 points, dishing out three assists, having three rebounds, two steals, and a block all in the fourth quarter. And he showed some flashes, as I said before, in game two versus Cleveland as well. Although I said before the Hawks did fall short in that game. But I have been impressed with Sharif Cooper. And it's not an overreaction, over-exaggeration. The guy can ball. That is undeniable. He can ball. The thing that I was curious to see was if he gets better at taking care of the ball. In summer league, he was averaging over five turnovers a game. And that was something that Nate Millen challenged Sharif Cooper at getting better at being better at taking care of the ball, making the right decisions. We know that you can play, make, and create for others, but pick your spots, pick your moments, because you have to be efficient and you have to take care of the ball as the point guard. And that was something that I wanted to see Sharif Cooper improve at, which he's done a good job here in the preseason, a small sample size, only averaging 1.7 turnovers per game. Long way from the five turnovers in summer league, where at times... I mean, as a rookie, young guy, you, you want to do a lot. You want to do all that you can, but sometimes you do too much. But I have not seen him do that here in the preseason. He hasn't tried to do too much. He has tried to do what he needs to do and what he can do to help this Hawks team win, win games here in the preseason. And 1.7 turnovers per game and averaging 16 minutes per game is pretty good. So that means he'll probably average, if he's playing 28 minutes, over two turnovers a game, which is not bad. Not bad at all. Especially when you look at Trey Young, who averages north of three turnovers a game, but high usage rate, and that's going to happen because you're the point guard. You're going to have the ball in your hand a lot. But Sharif Cooper plays with a lot of confidence, flair, we already knew he was a great playmaker, which we knew out of college he could do. And now here comes a debate that people have talked about on Twitter. Should he be on a two-way contract? There are some people who are like, wow, Shreve Cooper looks great. Why is he on a two-way contract? He needs to be on the big roster. Look, again, he has looked really good in the preseason. And I would love to see him on the Hawks roster every day. And we can get him some minutes. And I think that time will come for Sharif Cooper. It's going to come maybe sooner rather than later. But personally, I think that this is a kid. And honestly, this is not personal. This is this is fact. This is a kid who only played 12 games last year in college. He needs more reps, in my opinion. And I think that he will get better with reps and he'll get better at taking care of the ball with reps. And he will work on his shot and become more confident in his shot-making ability and play-making ability. And his confidence is going to grow. And me personally, I don't like the idea of Sharif Cooper just sitting on the end of the bench for the Hawks 
when he could be in College Park starting every game, growing as a player, getting those reps, and working on those things that Nick McMillan and Nick Van Exel here on our staff are going to challenge Sharif Cooper to get better at to become the player that we all know that he can potentially be in this league. And it's hard to get critiqued on things that you need to get better at, but not having an opportunity to actually get better at them. And that's where him being a two-way player is really going to benefit him. And I think ultimately is going to benefit the Hawks organization. Look, we brought in DeLon Wright for a reason. He's going to be the backup point guard to Trey Young. We know Lou Will, Kevin Herter, Bogey, they all can handle playmaking, ball handling responsibilities when needed. So right now, there really isn't a need to just throw Sharif Cooper in the mix early yet. His time will come, trust me. But the more that he can grow and learn through reps and practicing with this Hawks team, learning from the other guards on the roster, and as I said before, learning from coaches Nick Van Exel and Nate McMillan, who have been guards in this league for several years in the NBA, the better Sharif Cooper will be and how, and he, I mean, like I said, look, he may come on late for the Hawks and command minutes, depending on how he progresses in College Park. So if I were Hawks fans, and I'm going to do this myself, we're going to watch what Sharif Cooper does at College Park. We're going to watch his stats. We're going to watch his games. We're going to watch his highlights and see if he is consistently being great on that level in the G League, it will force the issue of, hey, maybe we need him on the Hawks actual roster to get some minutes in the backup point guard position. I don't think three preseason games are necessarily enough to move the needle right away. But those three preseason games that Shreve Cooper have played in have definitely raised some eyebrows, including mine. I mean, mine are raised right now. My face is hurting because they're raised because I'm excited to see what he can do. And I'm excited to watch him on Thursday and see how he follows up his performance versus the Memphis Grizzly on Saturday. I know that they're probably going to have more bodies available for the Hawks. And I don't know how many minutes necessarily he's going to get because it's going to be more of a dress rehearsal for the regular season's opener versus the Dallas Mavericks in a little over a week. But I think the best place for Sharif Cooper is with the College Park Skyhawks getting minutes, reps on a night to night or however frequently they play games in the G League, getting those reps growing in confidence, growing in his game, working on those things that the staff is going to challenge him to get better at. And let's see if he's going to force the issue down the stretch and end up on the roster once the G League season ends and Shreve Cooper is going to be on the end of the bench, potentially getting minutes later on in this season down the stretch. But that's that's the future. And this ain't, this ain't that so Raven. I'm not seeing the future right now. I just, we need to take it a game at a time, a day at a time, because we we don't want to fast forward to the end of the season because we want to see the growth and progression in this player. That's what we want to see. So I'm excited about Sharif Cooper. 
He's an absolute steal in the second round, getting him 48th overall and how he's been playing early on. But let's pump the brakes. Let's let this kid continue to get more reps. Only 12 games last year, a few games in the summer league, three games here in the preseason. Let him get some more games under his belt. And then let's force the issue potentially if he should be on this roster. Now, the next guy I'm going to talk about here in the preseason is a guy who should be their, the Hawks' second leading scorer on a nightly basis, in my opinion. And right now, he's the leading scorer in the preseason for the Hawks. And it's John the Baptist himself who dunked Jared Allen in the holy water last week. My Lord, a Wednesday night baptism service. And that was one of the best in-game dunks I've seen, in my opinion. But John Collins... Outside of his highlight dunks, has had a great preseason. He looks primed for a strong year as he's already averaging almost a double-double here in the preseason. He's showcasing the mid-range game. We know he can shoot threes. We know he can finish around the rim. And he looks eager to prove that he deserves all the money that he got this offseason. I knew that he deserved it. But I think he wants to continue to get better, and continue to prove doubters wrong. And I think once Capella is healthy, John Collins is only going to get better. I'm not worried about his free throw in three-point shooting percentages right now here in the preseason because it's early. Once he gets into a rhythm, he's going to be a 80% and above free throw shooter, and he's going to be near 40% again from the three-point line. We know those things are going to come. And he started slow last year and then worked itself towards those percentages and finish strong, you know, down the stretch last year, especially because he was consistent because he was healthy. And we're going to knock on wood there to continue to pray for good health for John Collins. But I have been impressed with John Collins, and I'm excited to see him take flight again this year. And I said this on a previous episode, I know his role and his usage will change on a nightly basis because of all the mouths that the Hawks have to feed on this roster. But one thing is going to be for certain. He's consistently giving effort and his energy is consistent on a nightly basis. So he's always going to make an impact on the game, whether it's a big defensive play, which we've seen him do, whether it's a big rebound, a big block, a timely three-pointer, which we've seen last year and also in the playoffs, or a poster dunk, that will energize the team and the crowd like his dunk where he baptized Joel Embiid. So we know that that's what John Collins is going to do. And I'm interested interested to see, one, how Nate McMillan is going to handle all the players and their minutes and, and the rotations and lineups and see how John Collins fits in the game plan on a nightly basis. And that's a, that's a tough role. That's a tough role. And right now, he can't do that because we don't have all the bodies available right now for the Hawks. And it's only going to get easier slash harder as the Hawks get healthier. But if John Collins can continue to be that consistent force on both ends of the floor, the Hawks are going to be fine this year. I'm really excited to see what John Collins is going to do this year and how many more baptism services he's going to perform during the regular season. And I forecast a few because um, some people need to be sanctified in the league. And John the Baptist will be able to take care of that. Another 
front court player for the Hawks that I've been somewhat impressed with is the new free agent signing, Gorgie Dang. Although he missed the second half of the Grizzlies game with a right hand sprain, I like what I've been seeing from Dang on the defensive end. He's been grabbing rebounds, challenging shots, and he has gotten a lot of minutes because Capella's been out and Okongu's been out. He had a strong game against the Cavaliers two games ago where, and you already know, the Cavaliers have size on that team. Koji Dang had 13 points, 11 rebounds, 6 assists, 1 steal in 31 minutes, and he is he was likely to be on his way to another double-double against the Memphis Grizzlies if he wasn't hurt. You know, I've been impressed with him knowing that he's going to be our backup center, getting minutes with Okongu out for the next few months and with Capella easing back into things. I'm confident that he will be effective in the minutes he is in. And I truly cannot wait until Okongu comes back and they can share the floor together. So the Hawks did a really good job of signing him in the offseason. I liked what I've seen so far. Get healthy with that hand so he can, you know, take those minutes that Okongu is missing out and the few minutes that may, you know, where Capella's not going to be playing. You have Dang in because Capella's going to be working on getting back in shape. Dang can come in there and be effective and stretch the floor as a five. Next player. It's another player easing himself back into the swing of things and dealing with some issues coming into camp with his knee, Bogey. He's looked really good shooting the ball, especially last game where he went 4-6 from the three-point line and scored 16 points, adding five assists. And we know from last year when Bogey hits three or more threes in the game, the Hawks typically win. And ironically, they won last game. Right now, he's shooting 40% from three in the preseason. And I think as he gets healthier and more comfortable with that knee, he's going to get better and better. And I loved seeing him dish out the ball last game, which is something I want to see him continue to do more of here in the, as the regular season nears. And right now in the preseason, he's a third leading scorer for the Hawks. And that's where I expect him to be in the regular season, being the third leading scorer for the Atlanta Hawks. But it was great to see him have the game that he did last game versus the Memphis Grizzlies, coming off of obviously getting that knee looked at, cleaning it up, working himself back into shape, back into form, because that shooting stroke is there. And you already know his confidence is there as well. Just like the next few players I'm going to talk about as well, their confidence is there as well. But if Bogey's confident, he's making his three three-pointers a game, he's dishing the ball out, he's you know getting steals, he's the leading steal guy for the Hawks here in the preseason right now. If he can continue to do those things on a nightly basis, he's going to be a big lift as the third score or fourth score, depending on you know how well the Hawks are performing in that game. If he is your third or fourth leading scorer on a nightly basis, that's a really good Hawks team. And that's someone else that defenses have to account for when he's on the floor. I'd be really impressed with Kevin Herter as well. He came into camp hobbled also, 
but he has been aggressive and he's been shooting the ball lights out statistically for the Atlanta Hawks. He's averaging 12 points per game in the preseason, shooting 50% from the floor and 57% from three-point range in two games. Small sample size, but I love to see it. I like the confidence. I like how his shot has been looking. I like that he is trying to score on all three levels. Even show some playmaking and ball handling ability in the last game, having four assists to go with his nine points. Although he had four turnovers, it's early. He's working himself back into the swing of things. He's not going to be the backup point guard. But it's nice to know that off the bench, he can create for others as well as get his own shot. And in a pinch, like I said, he's capable. But I am not surprised to see the aggression that Kevin Herter or Kavon, as everybody calls him, is coming out with in a contract year and after the successful year that he's had last year. He's a very, very valuable bench scorer slash playmaker. And I'm excited to see how he plays this year because he surely wants to get paid this season and prove his worth to the Hawks and to the rest of the league and potentially raise his stock. A lot of eyes were on Kevin Herter in the pre in the postseason last year. And there are going to be a lot more eyes on Kevin Herter because if we do not have an opportunity to work out a deal to bring him back to Atlanta with all the mouths to feed, somebody else is going to pay Kevin Herter. Somebody is going to pay him with his size, how much better he's gotten on the defensive end, especially as an off-ball defender, jumping in the passing lanes, getting steals. We know he can shoot. We know he can score at all three levels. We know that he can play make for others. He is. He has the potential to be a six-man type guy for the Hawks. I mean, but again, there's so many mouths to feed on this Hawks team. That's where, you know, you got to get in where you fit in on this Hawks roster. So Kevin Herter is going to make sure that he's being aggressive. He is going to stand out because he's trying to get paid, whether by us or by another team. And I would love to keep Kavon for the foreseeable future. But at the end of the day, it is a business here in the NBA. And, you know, the Hawks and Kevin Herter have to do what they got to do. So, you know what? Do you, Kavon, do you and ball out this year? I'm excited to see the growth that you take here in fourth year here in the NBA. Another mouth to feed. Another person who's been really aggressive as far as looking for a shot and taking shots. Cam Reddish, who was picked up right where he left off, looking to prove himself in a very pivotal year for himself. He's been shooting a lot, which I don't blame him. Shoot, shoot, young brother, shoot. With the injuries on this Hawks team, he has gotten more opportunities here in the preseason and surely wants to get himself into rhythm heading into the regular season. He's played in all three preseason games, averaging 11 points, shooting 34% from the floor and 30% from three. I want to see those percentages go up. I want to see him get to the cup more as well as get to the free throw line more. But one thing is for certain, he is confident in his ability. He looks healthy. He definitely put on some size. He looks taller. Some rumors out there, maybe closer to 6'10", 11. I don't know about that. I mean, that just sounds like some, you know, urban legend stuff right now. And I'm not talking about T.I. Great album, by the way. But I like the confidence in his ability to make shots. And if he has that confidence and he is on and not streaky, 
in games this year for the Hawks, he will be a huge lift for this Hawks team because when he gets it going, it's going to be one of those situations where the basket, instead of looking like a puddle, is going to look like a lake. It's just going to just like he's going to just you know keep pouring on shot after shot after shot and filling it up from the floor. He has the ability to do that. I say this many times on this program. I see his ceiling being Paul George. He can be a Paul George type player. And we know what he can do on the defensive end. He's averaging two steals a game in the preseason. He's second on the team behind the aforementioned Bogdan Bogdanovich as far as steals per game here in the preseason. And I said he's got some size. He looks stronger, looks taller. And I'm curious to see what role he's going to play this year. But regardless, David Miller already said that we're going to have to give Cam Reddish his opportunities to score. We have to do it. So I'm interested to see how this team is going to do that for him because this is a big year for Cam Reddish to show everyone what he can do on a consistent basis. I want 64 to 66 games out of Cam Reddish, out of the 82. That's how many games I want to see him play this year. He will either be a big piece going forward for this Hawks franchise or a potential trade piece. Only time will tell which role he is going to be by the time the trade deadline comes or this next offseason comes. So continue to find your shot. Continue to be confident in who you are, Cam Reddish. And I want to see that translate to consistent play on the court. So hopefully you stay in a Hawks roster. If not, I foresee him being a big trade bargaining piece to potentially get a second star next to Trey Young here in Atlanta in the neck in the near future right now. Last player I'm going to talk about, another player coming off injury, DeAndre Hunter. He's averaging the most minutes out of any Hawk player this preseason. He is still working himself back into shape, into form, and he's struggling to find a shot right now. Shooting 18% from the floor here early in the preseason. It's preseason. He's going to get in rhythm. He's going to get in shape. He won't shoot 18% from the floor the entire season. I'm not worried about that. And right now, he's two or three from three-point range. He's averaging a block per game. He's rebounding, as we know that he has the ability to do that. And he can defend. It will take time for DeAndre Hunter to get back into a flow of thing with his Second or third knee surgery, I have to go back and look. And he's testing out his limits and working to get in shape and get in the rhythm and get in the form. It's all going to come. Luckily for the Hawks, they have a lot of bodies that can help out in the time being. A lot of bodies are hurt right now, but they're going to be coming back soon. But Hunter will be a big piece going forward for Atlanta. So the more reps he gets, the healthier he becomes. Hopefully, we get to see the DeAndre Hunter that was flirting with the most improved player potential last year before he got hurt instead of, you know, the working to get back into the flow of things, 18% from the floor, DeAndre Hunter that we're seeing right now. So, I'm not overreacting to DeAndre Hunter. I just want to see him be comfortable, get healthy, and I think that that consistency that DeAndre Hunter had last year that Cam Reddish didn't have is going to return once he feels 110% because we know DeAndre Hunter plays hard. We know that he always makes the right play. We know that he can defend when he's confident and healthy. He can knock down shots 
from the mid-range, three-point range. You know, he can get to the cup. But continue to work yourself back, DeAndre Hunter. We're just happy to see you back on the floor. I'm, I'm just happy to see all these guys back on the floor. I wish they were all on the floor together with Trey Young, with Capella, with Okongwu. But injuries are a part of the sport. They're a part of the game. And there are probably going to be some injuries throughout the regular season. You know, no team goes unscathed through the regular season. So just want to see how many bodies we get back sooner rather than later so we know what this Hawks team can be. Again, the Hawks' last preseason game will be on Thursday here in Atlanta versus the Miami Heat at 7.30. And I'm like I said, I'm interested to see who all is going to play in that game. The minutes distribution, the lineups, rotations for the Hawks. That's all still going to be a work in progress for this dress rehearsal game on Thursday. The last game that the Hawks played was on Saturday against the Grizzlies. And so there's been some days in between Saturday and obviously Thursday for players to rest, get healthy, get back in the gym, practice. So we're going to monitor the injury report closely heading into Thursday's matchup versus the Miami Heat. And that will be the last time we see the Hawks before the season opener versus the Dallas Mavericks next Thursday here in Atlanta on TNT. So I know the Hawks want to get as many bodies back as they can for Thursday's game versus Miami, even if they don't play substantial minutes. Get them on the court, work on reestablishing that continuity with this team and get a handle on their lineups for next week and beyond as the regular season tips off next week. So still a lot of questions to be answered going into the final preseason game on Thursday. We'll be able to answer some. We won't be able to answer all. But it's another day, another opportunity for this team to get better, get healthier, and try to get back to the Eastern Conference Finals this year. It all starts here. These are the building blocks for the regular season. So I'm excited to see this matchup on Thursday, as you are as well. And if you love what you heard today, give us five stars. Give us a good review. Share it. Tell everybody, we're gearing up. The regular season is next week. We are knocking on the door for the regular season. So have everybody hop on the bandwagon, hop back on the bandwagon here at Ball Hawks, the hottest new podcast covering the Hawks in the 404-678-770, all of the area codes around Atlanta and beyond. Share with fellow Hawks fans. NBA fans, Georgia sports fans, basketball fans, anybody who's willing to listen to Hootball Hawks, put them on. The regular season is around the corner. Follow us at Hootball Hawks on Twitter. That is at Hootball Hawks. And follow myself, Brad Jarrett67 on Twitter. That is Brad J A R R E T T 67. Final preseason game. Let's get it. Let's get it. And let's get healthy. And let's go Hawks. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.